We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. How far could you throw it? You're a, you're I think I could, I think I could, I think I could get 4550. Are we not average people though? Are I we, no, I think we're I think we're slightly above average. Okay, okay. I, I mean, I I mean, we have, we have, you know, what combined like 300, 400,000 people that follow us on TikTok. I don't think that has much to do with our athletic <laughs> Not as <prowess>. TikTok followers <laughs> affect arm strength. Welcome back to Stay Hot. I'm Matthew Sponauer, joined here as always by Bladen Kirk and Theo Ash. Bladen Kirk and Theo Ash, how are you doing? I'm wonderful, man. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. I'm a really big fan of Theo's background right now. Yeah, we got the map of Wisconsin behind me. Uh, you know, I've never lived in Wisconsin, but uh, we got the map behind us. I've spent a lot of time in Wisconsin. My parents are from there. I'm from Minnesota, but we got the map of Wisconsin behind me. I'm glad you like the background. I like yours with the uh, with the movie poster behind you and the Wendy's poster, which is out of frame. But we were talking about that earlier. And Wendy's uh, posters, I, I appreciate the the and. Bladen with the Cleveland Browns Happy Holidays <laughs> towel, half-heartedly. It's not a ta- no, it's not a towel. It, it is. It's somewhat of a banner, you know. It looks like a towel, and it's it looks like towel. it's hung up with like a like a bread clip with <laughs> to a whiteboard. I don't know what's going on there. It's- I think what I'm going to start doing is writing something different on the whiteboard every single episode, just to just to see what we can get going. You know, so you have the big the big map of Wisconsin. You've never lived there. Does that make you kind of a poser? It does make me kind of a poser. Um, my parents both are from Wisconsin, so they're, they're, I didn't choose this thing, but uh, you know, I am kind of a poser Wisconsin sports fan because I, I never lived there. Well, we've got some exciting stuff that we're going to get into today. We've heard the requests to talk about basketball. So we're going to be talking about the playing tournament today. We're also going to be taking uh, some of the questions that we got through the voicemail and through the email um, again, if you want to call that number and leave us a voicemail, we'll be doing a mailbag every once in a while. It's 614-349-8050, or you can email stayhotpodcast at gmail.com. But um, games yesterday, we finally have the playing tournament set. 
I want to kick it off by talking about Charlotte versus Indiana. Obviously. <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> Repping the well, I mean, it is the first game that's are, being played. Are you so a Hornets fan? Is, are you, are you yeah, a, a little bit? A little bit. <laughs> uh, I'm repping the Miles Bridges jersey right now, which was a great investment at the start of the season. He's been playing awesome this year. But I, I spent two hours last night trying to make a video about the Hornets that fit into 60 seconds. I could not do it. So I did <laughs> do not, you not I, have the three. Do you have the three minute yeah, feature on say, TikTok? I don't have do the three minute feature yet. What? Really? Wow. Yeah, wow. You it. got you got snubbed. <laughs> I have it too. I'm getting yeah, snubbed. It's sad. That's crazy. Wow. Disrespectful. Okay. If the Hornets were to lose to Indiana on Tuesday, they would end up with the 11th pick, which by all means would be pretty great considering how this draft class is. But I don't care. I don't care that even if the Hornets make it out of the play-in tournament, that they'd be going up against the 76ers, and realistically, they have no chance in that series. And I don't care that the Hornets have been hurt, and that's why they've kind of fallen off. If they've really turned the corner as a team, they cannot finish this season by losing six straight games and blowing the whole year. Well, they're going to. Isn't Gordon Hayward out? Yeah, Gordon Hayward's out. Lamelo's still hurt. His wrist is bothering him, and it's affected his shooting. I thought, yeah, I thought Lamelo was supposed to be back. He is back. He's just his wrist is still bothering him. Oh, okay. But most importantly, the Hornets don't have anybody who can handle Sabonis. They just gave up 18 points to Robin Lopez. They're not going to be able to stop one of the best offensive bigs in the league. At least I don't trust them to. And it's been frustrating all season. They've got the firepower to beat anybody when it comes to like you know, Devontae Graham and Terry Rozier and LaMelo's when, he he- when he's healthy and Gordon Hayward when he's healthy, but like Bismack Biombo and Cody Zeller have just been killing them. And I hate to say it because I like those guys, but it's been <laughs> You're Cody Zeller's number one, number one fan. This is so sad to hear you say that. Yeah. There's no, I, I can't, I can't <laughs> deny I've, I've held my tongue on Cody Zeller so much this season because I do like him and I don't think he's like a terrible player or anything. But what we need is not what Cody Zeller can provide anymore. And injuries have affected him a lot too over the last couple of years. There was a point in time when he was a really good player. Uh, and I just don't think he fits what the Hornets need anymore. But I, I would agree with you. The Pacers are probably my favorite in that game. You know, you kind of look like Gordon Hayward. So maybe you could kind of sneak into the building and like you could help him out yourself. <laughs> you know, you said could, that. You said you need perimeter. They need our interior defense. You're a big guy. Get in there. I'm Gordon you know, Hayward. You, you say that I look like Gordon Hayward. I don't see it. I don't. You look like, like you look a lot like young. No, Gordon no. Hayward. Matt looks like young gravy. Matt looks like young gravy. No, I don't look like he, young gravy. He, at not all. at all. Not even a little bit. He looks like young Gordon Hayward. And that's someone, <laughs> a guy on TikTok, DM'd me to tell you that, and he was right. Oh wow! So shout Wait, out that t- guy. Theo, are your DMs open on TikTok? They are. Are yours not? That's no. <laughs> oh well. You're not a man of the people like me, then. <laughs> this is and weird. You look like you look like Gordon Hayward. You need to get fly to wherever they're playing. I don't know if they're playing in Charlotte or Indiana, but you need to get there quickly, and you need to you need to pose as Gordon Hayward so you can use your six foot five frame to give some uh, I- interior defense. Well, maybe maybe we can ask Twitter this. I don't think it's like you know. Young Gordon Hayward is fine. It's not like I think he's ugly or anything. I just don't think I look like him, you know? I th- okay, I feel like when you say, like, I don't look like that guy, you're kind of, like, implying that you don't want to yeah. look like him. It's not the case. But I just feel like we both are... I was talking yesterday. We found my my best celebrity. There's I have that running list of everyone yeah, that Yeah, you I have, like, like, a whole thread on Twitter yeah, about no, it. No, the number one is the bassist from Weezer on the Blue Album. He's on the far yeah, right. I, I saw that yesterday. It's spot. That one's, that one's spot on. But uh, anyway, 
enough about that. Uh, that's kind of getting sidetracked, but you know, we could talk about the next game. Or Bladen, do you th- who do you have confidence in? I know that you're not the world's biggest basketball I'm, guy. I'm not. But- I'm not the world's <laughs> biggest basketball guy. But the one thing that I have learned from what I've been trying to pick up is usually it's not like football where oh any given Sunday a team can win. In basketball, it almost always is the most talented team. Like the team that is just better usually ends up winning. Whereas in football, I don't think that necessarily happens. There's a lot that can go into, you know, who wins in an NFL game. But I don't think that really happens as much in basketball. I think that's because it's a seven game series. And in a one game series is a little bit more chaos, which should give the Hornet that I think that plays to the Hornets. Although maybe if it was a 17 or seven game series, Gordon Hayward would come back. I don't know the severity of his injury, but I, I don't know. I, I'm going Pacers. I'm sorry, Matt, but you're going Pacers too, so I can't be that sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, the next game is Washington-Boston. I'm feeling pretty strongly that the Wizards are going to pull that one out. Uh, Russell Westbrook's been on fire. I know Beal is playing through an injury, and he looked kind of rough through a lot of the Hornets-Wizards game that I watched yesterday, uh, but he turned it on in the fourth quarter. Uh, Jalen Brown's out for the Celtics. They just can't seem to get it all together this year. Uh, Tatum could obviously have like a big game, but I think I favor the Wizards there. Yeah, if I if I know one thing about basketball, it's that Russell Westbrook is a demon. So there is no reason for me to go. <laughs> there is else. some speculation about whether he is or isn't in the basketball community, to <laughs> say the least. But recently, know, from, what, he, from what I've seen, doesn't dude like hold the record for the most triple doubles ever? He does. Yeah, he does. He does yeah, do that. So he like, is, come on. <laughs> yeah, that is that is true. But you know, he does it in kind of a way that there's there's some speculation on how much the triple doubles are really helping <laughs> the whole team. But but he has been on a tear recently. I said before the season, I was texting Matt and I said I thought the Westbrook trade was good for the Wizards, and I said I thought they could make the playoffs in the East, which wasn't that hot of a take at the time. And but I got to stick with it, you know, now that they're here with the chance to make yeah. the playoffs. I got to stick with my preseason prediction. Last time the Celtics and the Wizards played, I th- looked at that box score and Jalen Brown didn't play for the Celtics, it looks like. He's hurt. And the Celtics won. Yeah, last time they played, was which was in yeah. February. Um, last time they played, Jalen Brown didn't play and the Celtics still won by, yeah. I think, one point. But, you know, they, they barely won and Westbrook has been on fire recently and the Wizards have been much improved. And the Celtics have been underperforming kind of this whole year. And now their one guy who was overperforming is out. So it's not looking good. That's my fault. I thought you were like asking whether or not he was healthy. I wasn't trying to interrupt oh, you. Oh, no, 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 no. You're you were just like no, telling no, you're fine. me how, like, you're, how you're last fine. time he was hurt. I'm like, yeah, he's injured. Yeah, no, I, I do know that. No, you're fine. But uh, Matt's a jerk. Matt's a jerk. <laughs> yeah. Matt is the number one basketball mind here. So like, yes, it, I, he has a small By right far. to to uh, yell at us about basketball. But I do know that Jalen Brown is hurt, and I do think that that's, that's going to be a problem, even though last time they played, he was hurt, and the Celtics still won. I think it's kind of a different Wizards team now. I would agree. And the West, you have San Antonio and Memphis. And my pick here is Memphis, because they are the more talented team, in my opinion. But people are not giving the Spurs as like enough of a chance as I think they deserve. The Spurs... I mean, they've got Greg Popovich. They're a little bit more talented than people give them credit for. At the beginning of the season, I wasn't giving them enough credit for how talented they are. They're a good team, and I think they've got a legitimate shot in that game. I'm picking them to win. Um, I don't trust... I. They have Pop, who's probably... It's fair to say that he's like the best coach ever, one of the greatest ever. Yeah. 
And they have someone in DeRozan who I trust to consistently get buckets, which I don't really have anyone like that on the Grizzlies. And I know John Morant, this is my the hot take I was kind of alluding to before we started. I think Morant's overrated. And I think Morant is not someone I trust to get consistent buckets. He's not someone that I trust to take care of the ball under, you know, playoff pressure, um, turns the, turns the ball over a lot. And I think, you know, the Spurs are what, like six games below 500. So like, obviously they could lose, but I don't know. I just don't trust the Grizzlies at all. And I trust Pop and I trust DeRozan in the situation more. So I'm going to pick the Spurs. I'm, I'm going to have to agree with you here, Theo. I, you know, from my football perspective, <laughs> I, I care a lot about coaching. And, you know, when you have one of the best coaches ever, that, that matters a lot. And if you're even a good team, you are going to be able to beat great teams when you have good coaching. I get where you're coming from with Morant, but that is my guy. So I can't. I can't let you disrespect them like that. I'm sorry, uh, but I'm not lying. He can't shoot and he turns the ball. I shouldn't say he can't shoot. He's not a good shooter. He's, <laughs> he's an inefficient shooter. And every single time I've seen, like, I've, I don't know if I've ever actually seen, this is an exaggeration, but every Morant highlight is almost a highlight. Like he almost did something really cool. But, and I feel like since he won rookie of the year over Zion, even though he was not a better rookie than Zion, you know, people kind of, put him in this class where he's like super, super, you know, the best player on the Grizzlies. He might be the best player on the Grizzlies, but like, I don't know. I just don't trust him in a intense. I think he might turn. I think he might shoot bad. I think he might be turning the football over to a more vet, like a more, I I don't want to say, but like a team coached by pop and a team led by DeMar DeRozan. I feel like he might turn the football, not football, football. (laughs) (laughs) He might turn the basketball over and he might shoot bad. And I don't know. I'm picking the Spurs. I think he'll limit the football turnovers. I think he will. Yeah. I think that team. Yeah. Maybe DeRozan versus Morant. I'll probably take DeRozan to like go out and get me buckets and a big game. But that Grizzlies team is really deep. Uh, they got Jaron Jackson Jr. back. He's a big deal. Uh, I really like Valanciunas. He's one of my favorite players. Uh, and Morant is definitely bordering on can't shoot territory when you're taking like four a game and shooting at 30%. That's pretty rough. Uh, but he's still a problem. So I, I still like Memphis a little bit more in that game. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, they're the better team. Like if you look at it statistically, like every aspect just for one game, I'm taking them. And then the big one is Warriors-Lakers. I actually have a take on this one. I actually have a take on this one, believe Go it or not. Go for it. Go ahead. <laughs> so um, I, I read an article that LeBron said that they're playing the MVP in Steph Curry. And I, I'm kind of curious as to whether or not that actually is going to play a role. Like, are we going to see like MVP level Steph Curry and like MVP level Braun? Like, is this going to be like an actual LeBron versus Steph Curry matchup? Or is this just going to be you know, kind of a very casual game. I'm just, I think, I think since it's the playoffs, they're probably going to try. Okay. Obviously um, they're going to try, but like, it's not I, a take. That's just a question. I, okay. Yeah. It's not a take. It's a question. I, <laughs> but like, are we, are we going to see two like MVP level performances tonight out of these players is kind of where I'm leaning. We might see MVP level Steph. We, I would yeah. guess that we do see some crazy stuff from Steph, but LeBron, I'm not sure if we see like an MVP performance from LeBron coming off, coming off the ankle injury. At least 
short answer. I, I just know that LeBron has like has a tendency to play really well in these like game on the line type of games or season on the line type of games. Yeah, like we see him in the finals averaging a triple double. I'm just I'm I have a funny feeling we could see that type of a performance, you know, against the Warriors. Especially considering, you know, how he's played against the Warriors in the past. I don't know if the Warriors have a real answer for Anthony Davis. As good as Draymond is. Um, and, and Wiggins is a really good defender, too. And that's what you can hope you can do is get Draymond matched up on AD and get Wiggins matched up on LeBron. But LeBron's looked pretty good the last couple of games coming back from this ankle injury. Anthony Davis has looked, finally hit his stride. You know, it seems like the Lakers are figuring it out at the right time. Uh, obviously, there's the risk that, like, Curry shoots 70% from three <laughs> on 17 attempts, and there's just nothing you can do. Yeah. Um, but I think there's just as much of a chance that Curry's teammates could let him down and shoot really poorly from outside. So I'm going to roll with the Lakers. I think they're supremely more talented. Yeah, no, I think the, I think I kind of think the Lakers bury him. Um, obviously, bury Curry. Him. Wow. Yeah, no, I think it. Well, Wiggins is a good defender, like Matt said, um, and he is. And the Warriors are a good defensive team. I think they're in the top ten in defense. So, you know, maybe they slow him down. But again, the Lakers are a team that pretty easily won the finals last year. Like they never were in a series where they were really on the ropes, in my opinion. And then over the offseason, they got deeper. They got better. And then this, this, they were, you know, at the top of the West until LeBron and Anthony Davis got hurt. And honestly, they performed better than I thought they would, even with those two out. Like they were not some dumpster fire team, even without LeBron James and Anthony <laughs> Davis, two of the like, two of the maybe top five, top seven, you know, at, at least players in the league. So I think when you get both of them back in a playoff environment, I think it could just be a slaughter. And I don't know if there's anything Curry can do about it. And the Lakers are not in a terrible position to defend Curry either. Um, they've got some good guys who can match up with Curry. So I don't know. I kind of think, I kind of think even though Wiggins is good, even though their defense is good, I mean, we're dealing with, you know, the, the finals. What I think the Lakers come out of the West truly like I, I do, even though I mean, if, if they can stay healthy, there's no yeah. reason to believe otherwise. Yeah. I did just look it up and Anthony Davis only played one game against Golden State. Uh, and they held him to 17 points on 16 shots. That's pretty good. But in the other two games, the Warriors won by 25 or the Lakers won by 25 plus without Anthony Davis. Um, okay. If I could tell you right now that Curry was going to score less than 40 points, then I'd feel really like you'd feel really safe about the Lakers winning. Yeah. I feel like so. <laughs> I, yeah, I know. I, 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 that's the most hyped game that there is just because of the star power that's in it. I think yeah. that's the biggest mismatch of this whole thing. Like I anticipate all three of those other games to be better than Lakers Warriors. I just think the Lakers match up, you know, and it would have been the same with anyone like Curry's insane. The Warriors are a good team. They would have destroyed. I think the Lakers could destroy any of the other teams in this playoff tournament or the play in tournament. That's reasonable. Yeah. I think the Lakers will win, but I mean, when you have arguably the greatest shooter of all time, it, I mean, you're never out of it, but it, it it would definitely be a difficult task. My question for you guys, though, is do you like the play-in tournament? I'm looking forward to it, so I can't say I don't like it. Like, I'm looking forward to watching the play-in tournament. Like, it's game seven. It's literally like the NFL adding a 17th game. Like, it doesn't actually matter. But it matters a little bit. I mean, okay, it it's, matters you're a getting, bit because well, you're it's, getting... it's extra playoff basketball yeah. opposed to extra regular season football. 
but I don't know. None of the teams, I mean, outside of the Lakers who would have made the playoffs, even in the traditional format, like the Spurs are 33 and 39 and they have a chance to compete for the playoffs. And I can see where that's just kind of useless, but I mean, it's interesting television. It'll be fun to watch. I anticipate. So like I, I like watching fun things and this seems to be like a fun thing. So I, I am in favor of the play in tournament. And, um, if they, they are keeping it going forward, I believe. Um, yes, I think so. I'm okay with that. It's it's game seven, important winner, go home basketball. I'm, I'm for, I'm for that. Yeah, no, I mean, it's hard to be against, you know, adding three more uh, good basketball games. And considering that I'm a fan of a team that is a 10 seed right now, it's very hard for me to uh, not, not be against it. But I also feel like it doesn't really change anything in the grand scheme of things. It's kind of just like, yeah. yeah, it'll be fun to watch. But at the end of the day, I'd be very stunned if someone made it out of the playing tournament and did major damage in the playoffs, other than like the Lakers because of because they're in a weird situation. But I do like I, I like the structure of it. It's a little confusing, but I like the structure of it. So there's still a big difference between being a seven and a ten seed. Uh, so I, I'd say I'm for it. Yeah, I am too. And it's like, and the Lakers, you say like outside of the Lakers, there is no other team that you know is probably going to benefit from this. But in the future, like, what if the Lakers were the were on the outside looking in, and they were getting LeBron and AD back by like, and they were only out of it by a couple of games? In that case, like it would, it would matter that they're in it and like injured teams with guys getting healthy. I don't know. I like, and the same, it's the same thing with like any eight seed playing a one seed, even in the old formats, like how many times have an eight seed beaten, beaten a one seed one time. So like you could make an argument, we should just eliminate the eight seeds and have like just six teams in the play. So like, I don't know. I, I like it. It's exciting. I'm not the, like, I can see why maybe you'd be like, okay, this is useless. But you know, if you're going to be a Grinch about it, like, yes, so are. <laughs> I, so I, I'm is not just trying having... to be a Grinch about it. I, I just don't think it actually adds a whole lot of value other than, you know, the Lakers situation. But other than that, it's like such a rare thing that will actually happen. Yeah. Okay. It's here's, fun, here's a take for you. Here's a take for you. Everybody right now likes the plans, but what, what would happen if all of a sudden the Lakers don't make it out? then people would have a big problem with it. I can guarantee you. It's <laughs> yeah, all fun and games until like a worse team upsets somebody and it makes the playoffs less yeah. interesting because yeah. it was only one game. And since it's not a series, it's much easier to pull off an upset. Well, yeah, I guess the Lakers would have to win, lose two in a row to get bounced, right? Yeah. And if they lose two in a row with LeBron and Anthony Davis at full power, then they don't deserve to make the playoffs, I think. And if you lose two games, Fair that enough. would be, and we would be in, it would be very interesting to see how LeBron's legacy gets changed if he loses to oh, play. It would you would never ever hear the end of it. Um, so it's high it's it's high stakes. It really is for some of these guys. So I don't know. I like it. I like it. Well, we'll talk more about the uh, playoffs, and I, I think when we do our Thursday episode, we're going to see a couple of more like the last two playing games. Uh, but I want to get to this mailbag. Because I'm I'm really excited for it. Apparently, we got 500 messages, and our producer Alex uh, sifted through a bunch of them, and he's going to play some of us or some of them for us, and uh, we're going to respond to them. Uh, hey guys, this is Ryan, and my question is regarding arm talent, and I want to know how you, how long or how far you guys individually think you can throw a football with uh, no pressure. <laughs> you get like a big wind up, a good warm up, but how far do you guys? think you could realistically throw a ball 
I think that people under I I'm the number one people can't do what NFL athletes can do person. And every time oh. I see a scenario where it's like you get 10 shots on this NBA player for a million dollars, would you do it? I always say no, because I know that I'm not doing anything, but I think like the average person can throw a football farther than maybe they think they can. I think I could throw a ball 35, 40 yards, maybe something like that. I think you're overestimating how far an average person can throw a football. I think, think about like, if you, if you like, I guess if you know how to throw a football, that's one thing. I have good mechanics. Good mechanics. <laughs> I have good mechanics. <laughs> but like, okay. Maybe you're underestimating Theo. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I am underestimating Theo, but I just think you're overestimating how far the average person could throw a football. I don't think an average person could throw it 40 yards. I think maybe you could throw it 40 yards, but I don't think the average person could. How far could you throw it? You're a I think I could get 45 50. Okay. Yeah, okay. This guy, I was the emergency <laughs> quarterback in middle school. Okay. Okay. <laughs> You can you can ask Zach. You can ask okay, Zach. Okay, are we not average? It. Are we not average people though? Are I know. I think we're I think we're slightly above average. Okay. Okay. I, I mean, I. I mean, we have we have you know what combined like 400,000 people that follow us on TikTok. I don't think that's I think that's above. I don't think that has much to do with our athletic. <laughs> How does, how does TikTok followers <laughs> affect arm strength? Every t- hey everyone. But I'm saying in once I hit a hundred thousand followers, people. I will be able to throw it sixty yards down the field. I will have a better arm. Than Kyle Trask, it's going to be awesome. I don't Matt, think I could get one. I, I don't think I could get one thirty right now. My shoulders all messed up. I got to go to the doctor. What did you do when I was really sick? I like was in bed for a long time, and I guess it was on my side too much. And when I stopped being sick, like my shoulder wasn't like moving right, oh. and it's gotten better now, but uh, it's still not good. And I have to go like get my nerves tested in my shoulder. Ouch. That was a so long time ago crazy. that you were sick. Yeah, too, it's been so. bad yeah. for a really long time. Uh, oh. So I would not be super great in the NFL at the moment. Matt has been doing this through pain this entire time, and none of us knew. That's bravery. That's real bravery. Yeah, I'm facts. Okay, um, so so he got Matt no, is on the is, Matt is on the bench. Matt is on IR, and yeah, Bladen like, could throw it 50 yards, and I could throw we'll it. See. I'm going to say 35. <laughs> what up, fellas? Uh, I'm a Colts fan, and I am not optimistic at all about this upcoming season. I don't think Carson Wentz is going to be very good. I think our ceiling is like nine wins. Uh, can you tell me why I'm either being way too pessimistic or uh, way too optimistic? I want to know whether you guys agree or don't. Thanks, guys. Big fan. Well, if you wanted to call into a show to get somebody to be pessimistic about your team, you, you picked the right place because Theo, I don't <laughs> think, thinks any team is good. Um, I definitely think that the whole season rides on Carson Wentz vastly yeah. improving, which is, I mean, always a, a tough task. But I don't think their ceiling is nine wins. If Carson Wentz does figure it out, I mean, we know that he can be a really good player. And I think the rest of that roster is pretty good. So, yeah, maybe there's a, a better chance of them being a bad team next year because they might not have a quarterback than people are accounting for. But I also think that the ceiling of that team is probably also higher than you think. Yeah, if I had to predict what would happen with Carson Wentz, you know, we saw his very peak, you know, 2017 looked awesome. And then last year we saw the very worst he's ever looked. And I think we're going to get somewhere in the middle. We've seen the volatility, but I, I think now we can finally see what he actually is, you know, baseline Carson Wentz. And, you know, maybe nine, 10 wins is what you're looking at, but I wouldn't be like horribly pessimistic. 
I don't know. I think he's kind of spot on. <laughs> <laughs> I love when fans are pessimistic about their team. I've predicted my favorite teams to lose all the time. And you're either right or you're happy. It's the it's the correct way to live. I think I'll predict the Packers to go <laughs> 6 and 11 this year. Watch me do it. Um, but Carson Wentz, I don't think there is such thing as baseline Carson Wentz. I don't. I think there's no quarterback who is more responsible for his own good and his own bad more than Wentz. I don't think like he's reuniting with his coach that where he was good under. I honestly don't even think his coaching had as much to do with it as people think, because I don't think like, I don't want to say, I don't think he's coachable, but I think like his gifts are not from any kind of system. Like his, his production is not, is like, he's the opposite of a system quarterback. So I don't think his, yeah. Like I mean, we, we've back. looked at we've looked at his stats where we saw that in 2017 he was like crazy efficient on third down, like the most unreal third down numbers we've ever seen. And then as soon as that went away, you know, the rest just kind of collapsed. Along yeah, even it. on yeah, even in 2017, on th- his numbers on third down, like if you were imagine third down Wentz in 2017, every down. Yeah. It would be like Patrick Mahomes on steroids. Like Patrick Mahomes looks like bad next to Wentz on third downs, and Wentz <laughs> on first and second down. If you were just to take that and make that every the every down quarterback, he was like Nick Mullins. So even in his MVP year, it was like right. a very weird. It was very weird where he wasn't even like down to down like a consistent player. It was he would just do some crazy, crazy stuff on third down all the time. And that's a like, tough way to live. I, I have I have a yeah. spreadsheet of it. And I, I'll read this off to you. On third down in 2017, Carson Wentz completed 65% of his passes with a 9.27 touchdown rate. Yeah, so he was he was he was Mahomes on st- like it was yeah, it was like it was, unheard of numbers on third down. Yeah. And you know, maybe he does it again. And maybe he does find that consistency all the time, but it's just tough. It's tough. It's tough. So I I just don't think he's consistent enough. I think like last year he was legitimately one of the worst quarterbacks in the league. Yeah. And, you know, he was working with a bad offensive line and bad weapons. So I think he's not going to be, you know, bottom three again, but I feel like he's kind of living off that 2017 season. And even that 2017 season was a little fluky in my opinion. And he, like he, he bailed himself out, but like, it's just tough to maintain that. I think, I think Wentz is being a little bit overrated and their defense was good, but it wasn't, it kind of fell off towards the end of the year where it went from like very good to just okay. And I don't know. I, I, I don't love the Colts team. They are in a bad division. Like, I don't love any team in that division, as yeah. we were kind of talking about last time. Wentz has had good seasons outside of 2017. Yeah, no, he has. I, I, re- I refuse to believe that, like, there's just, like, he needs to pull off another miracle on third down every single time um, for him to be even all right. Like, let's say that Carson Wentz is, like, 2019 Carson Wentz or 2018 Carson Wentz. I think the Colts are the best team in their division then. Maybe just because that division is, is, but I think even Wentz in those years were like, you were kind of living on the edge and living like, like, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, he was still I, volatile. He was still volatile. And that was in those 2007 and those 2019 Wentz to 2018 Wentz was on a Super Bowl ro- a roster that won 
a Super Bowl, like with Nick Foles. The one time we see like Foles stepped into that same roster and maybe performed better than Wentz did. And then Wentz, so like maybe we talk about te- got quarterbacks who are on really good rosters and it makes them look better than they actually are. Maybe that's Wentz who was coming, who is on a Super Bowl winning roster. And then even after they won the Super Bowl, that's still a Super Bowl winning roster. And he looked, he, he was, he put up good counting stats. His efficiency numbers were kind of questionable and he makes he, his mechanics and his decision-making has always been a little is, bit questionable. Is this Colts roster not like really good? Like outside of quarterback? It's, it's, it's okay. Well, so, so what I get is that Carson Wentz is responsible for his own success, except for when he's good. Then it's, then it's <laughs> right. I guess, I guess that is a little bit hypocritical. Look, of like, me. Okay, I, I definitely see that. Like maybe it's more likely that Wentz is bad. Like the idea of Wentz just being terrible and then all of a sudden he's going to be good again. It's more likely not to work out the way that, uh, that way than it is. But if it does work out that way, I think, I think the Colts are a good team. I think they're a really good team and I think they'll win their division. Yeah. I would agree with that. If it, if everything goes perfectly, I think like nine wins in a 17 game year is not their absolute peak ceiling. If, but I, I don't know. I just don't see Wentz turning it around the way that a lot of people do. So that's Absolutely. kind of my final word on well, it. Uh, we we actually have an email from uh, Elijah Ka- uh, Cabral. Cabral, I I'm sorry, I probably butchered that name. With the question of why are Bladen's trap muscles so large? <laughs> <laughs> um, so I know I occasionally record TikTok shirtless, and it looks like my traps are like massive. I don't think they are. I think it's just I'm constantly like flexing. Tense. No, I'm just tense all the time. I'm not even like flexing. I'm just like always tense. <laughs> Why, what are you I nervous like, about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I'm not so nervous, nervous I'm, recording this. Just... I'm just, <laughs> I'm just I'm really not, uh... I got a lot on my mind. <laughs> he's ready to he's ready to fight someone all the time. He's like ready to brawl. He's, no, I'm just he's like... in fight or flight mode once the camera turns on. <laughs> Maybe the real question is why do you record some of your TikTok shirtless? Because as far as I know. <laughs> Uh, me and Theo have never done that before. <laughs> I would get kind of roasted if I recorded a video shirtless. <laughs> Maybe I will one day just to see what happens. <laughs> just to see what happens. Um, sometimes I will just wake up and make a TikTok and I don't sleep with a shirt on, so I don't bother putting a shirt on. Or sometimes it'll be midnight and I record a TikTok and I'm like, you know, almost getting into bed. So it's like, well, you are in the best shape of all of us, so you might as well, you know, kind of let people know that, I guess, <laughs> if you want to if you want to flex the the trap muscles and the fact that you can throw okay, it 50, okay, 50 like, yards what? down the field and uh, Okay, all that and like 80% of my followers are male. So it's like what <laughs> <laughs> Go well, go on. What do you mean? <laughs> this is off the rails. <laughs> oh my god. Is that a <laughs> Never mind. What's the next question? Please give us the next question. This I won't be a part of it. (laughs) I demand the next question. Would you rather have Trevor Lawrence on a rookie contract for the rest of his career, meaning that uh, for however many years he plays in football, he is on his rookie contract, or you have Mahomes, but he is on his current contract? Uh, In my opinion, it's Trevor, but I just want to know what you guys think. I mean, the, the, the key to winning a Super Bowl is having an elite quarterback on a rookie contract. That is the biggest beneficiary you can possibly have. That's when Tom Brady won his Super Bowls was when he was on his rookie contract and then when he took a pay cut with the Patriots. Um, so I, I kind of want to lean, I kind of want to lean Trevor. Um, but then again, we also have not seen him play in the NFL. And I also don't entirely love his situation. 
Yeah, I feel like I would also lean Trevor here just because I do think Mahomes will win another ring in his career at some point. I do. Um, I don't think it's any guarantee that he wins another ring, though. Like, I don't think it's a guarantee that he wins, maybe wins one more. He's not getting to seven. He's not getting to seven, getting paid half a billion dollars. He's not because it's ridiculous. And, you know, Brady was taking the reason why Brady has seven rings. The biggest reason is, I think, because he took pay cuts and because he can, you you know, and he obviously, well, not the biggest reason is because he's super good. He's the biggest reason is because Tom Brady's, (laughs) you know, I think undisputably, you know, top you can argue if he's the goat or not, or, but like, obviously, obviously he's in the, you know, upper echelon of even in terms of talent, like you could say there's guys more talented than him in terms of pure skill. I do think like he is one of the best all time, even in that area. And on top of that, he takes pay cuts and that allows you to have, you know, the, the, one of the greatest of all time. And he's not on this half a billion dollar deal. Um, and obviously Trevor Lawrence isn't Tom Brady, but I think Trevor Lawrence can be Josh Allen. I think Trevor Lawrence can be an MVP candidate. And if you give him, if he's on a rookie deal his whole life and you can build crazy teams around him, you're going to put him in the situation where, you know, he's going to be able to reach the peak of his powers. And I would rather have that. Whereas Mahomes, the chiefs eventually are really going to start to feel the Mahomes contract just because he, I mean, his cap hit was like, tiny and it has been and in the near future here it gets it gets crazy so i would i think that i would rather have lawrence on the rookie deal than mahomes on the 500 billion dollar deal or yeah, 500 I w- I would, million i would go with trevor lawrence um i feel like with with patrick mahomes uh you're still kind of counting on your front office to like really go out there and perform and go get players. If you had Trevor Lawrence on a rookie deal, yeah, it's risky because we've never seen him play. But if he hits and becomes a top five quarterback, you're going to contend for Super Bowls for decades. Decades. Yeah. That would be awesome. Every single year. You'd be the yeah. favorite. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, you, I mean, it would probably, it would make it very easy to have a great dynasty. I, I don't want to say that I think like Trevor Lawrence is going to become like Patrick Mahomes. I'm not picking like, no, I don't think any of us are picking Lawrence because we think he's going to be at Mahomes Better. level or anything, yeah. even though like he could be, but we just value uh, the cap saving the cap uh, <laughs> a lot. Yeah, no. And the cap is just going to go up. So that helps, you know, Mahomes yeah. because you know, the, his contract, which looks so huge now is probably may, it may not look as big as it is right now in the future. It probably won't. But when the cap goes up and Lawrence is still on his rookie deal, I mean, you can buy whoever you want. You know what? I'm going to change my mind on this. I'd go with Mahomes. Okay. Well, like, if, uh, wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Nope. I, 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 I thought about this. If you get Patrick Mahomes, let's assume, let's assume that both have full careers, no injuries, right? Uh-huh. If you get Patrick Mahomes, I feel like you're pretty you're pretty locked in to get another one. You get a decade of the best quarterback in the league, you'll get a Super Bowl. With Trevor Lawrence, I mean, I don't think he's going to bust, but he still could. I'll take the sure Super Bowl as a Panthers fan who hasn't seen my team win a Super Bowl. I'll, I feel more confident that my team can get a Super Bowl with Patrick Mahomes, even if that the Trevor Lawrence option, if it hits, you'd probably have a better chance at winning more. I'd take Pat. Yeah, I don't know. I I feel like yeah, with Mahomes on his current deal, I do think Mahomes will get one more ring in his career. Yeah, I also yeah, I also really think that in the future it's not going to look as big of a contract. Right. So so yeah. I don't I don't think it's a guaranteed ring or anything, but I do think that he will end with at least one more. 
So, and, but I feel like, I really do feel like Lawrence on a rookie deal for his whole career would also be able to win a ring and he could win. You're more likely to build a dynasty with that. I, I think that you would, I think the odds of winning a ring there are about the same. The, or, the problem I think with going with Lawrence is that you're not just banking on him not busting, you're banking on him becoming a top 10 quarterback. I mean, his like over the past, what is it, 10, 12 years, has a quarterback won a Super Bowl without perform, at least performing like a top 10 quarterback in the playoffs? Peyton Manning. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Jimmy G almost got there, but you know, he didn't. So it doesn't really matter. So we have, uh, we have one, we have one Super Bowl champion who didn't look like a top 10 quarterback in the last 10 years off the top of my head. Yeah. So I don't know. I feel like Lawrence will be a top 10. I think Lawrence is, is going to be a top 10 quarterback. I really do. I think that he is super athletic, like, and yeah. he has, he has an arm that is in that kind of his arm is ridiculously good. It really is ridiculously good. And I feel like if we're projecting Lawrence, I feel like he might be a little bit Wentz-ish to start. We just got done talking about Wentz, who has... I think Wentz is kind of my comparison with him, but I think Lawrence is going to end up being Wentz without kind of the just dumbass place. <laughs> like eventually he's going <laughs> to start to figure that out a little bit more. I think he's just going to be more consistent top-end Wentz. And t consistent top end, even inconsistent top end Wentz was an MVP candidate. I feel like my projection with Lawrence, and I feel pretty good about it, is he's just going to be that kind of top end, you know, someone who can make plays with his arms and his legs and you know, exactly the type of quarterback that succeeds in this era. And if you had him on a rookie deal, you could build a team around him that even if he didn't reach his peak potential, he could still carry him if it needed to be that. And I think that he has the potential to carry a roster eventually. So I, I would go Lawrence. Let's get to the, uh, the next question. Okay. You get pregnant, right? I don't know how you get pregnant. It could be aliens. It could be, you know, <laughs> a homunculus. Okay. But which coach would you want to get you through this pregnancy? Right. Which coach throughout history would you want to coach you through this pregnancy? We don't know how it's coming out. We don't, we don't know if it's a butt baby or what. But which coach would you want to be able to coach you through this wild experience? So our producer, Alex, told us that we should, like, you know, try to poke fun at people's questions. And I was like, I'm not going to do that because I don't want to, like, uh, you know, be a jerk about people's questions or, like, whatever. Uh do you What's like, your I, like, like <laughs> what? I don't have an answer ready for that. No, one, wait, 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 wait. I okay, don't know. I, you let tell me, me. Let me think. Let me think. Who's you want someone that's uh coach very uh probably who's the most motherly loving coach in the league? Uh I don't know, dude. I don't know either, but it's not Belichick. <laughs> Who knows, it's, like, man? it's not Belichick. It's not um I don't know. Hmm. I feel like Urban Meyer. No, God no! He's, he's such a bad influence for the kid. No, no, he's he's a uh, he's a culture guy, man. I just want. No, he's not. He, that kid would grow up and he'd be he'd be in prison. Kid, no, you do not kid, want Urban Meyer. He's the last on the list. Up, that kid would grow up to be Tim Tebow. So the That's question also, is is like, which coach would you want to be the father of a kid? <laughs> kind of. Okay. Yeah. So so do we want like a motherly coach or do we want like a father? A fatherly. I guess a fatherly coach because you know I either or just a parental yeah uh, a parental coach, not Mike Zimmer, <laughs> not Dan Campbell, not 
Matt Nag, I'm just going through the NFC North. Uh, none of the Matt Lafleur would not be a bad option. He has two kids himself. They uh, they seem very well adjusted. He seems like a nice maybe, uh, maybe Stefanski. Maybe Stefanski, Stefanski does kind of seem like a, a Lafleur, but I don't want to want. I wouldn't want Z- Zimmer is not good a good answer. Uh, NFC South, we got who is the f- Arthur Smith, who I don't know anything about. We got Matt Rule, who I I don't think so. Uh, I mean, we, we could go Sean Joe Brady Payton. too. Joe Brady. Sean Payton was. <laughs> I don't know. He's not a head coach. I don't know. What ha- the he didn't say it is. had to be. He didn't even say it had to be an NFL coach. He just said it has to be a coach throughout history. That is true. It could be throughout history. I don't know. I I, I got to give an answer though. So I'm going to say I might just go with the Packers coach with Lafleur. He seems like a I'm, nice I'm dude. Go, I'm I know gonna go with Hugh Jackson. Him. I'm gonna go with Hugh Jackson. What? <laughs> <laughs> Jackson seems no, like no, 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 no. Because he was a he was he was a bad coach. But at the end of every week, he would just be like, "All right, we're just gonna look at the tape and move on." So, like, anytime his kid messes up, he's just gonna be like, "Hey, you know, we'll figure it out." Like, he's not gonna. Hugh Jackson went zero and sixteen and like blamed everyone else else in the building. He the kid would grow up to be a whiner and make excuses. I don't want him. I don't want him near my. Oh my, no! Yeah, I have no idea. I, I don't want no pregnant idea. Theo. I'd, I wouldn't want to be with uh, Hugh Jackson in that scenario. I'm gonna go with Lafleur. He's the Packers coach. You know, you hear him talk about Aaron Rodgers, and you know, I'm like, that's a that's a guy. Like, if he was talking about my son that way or daughter, you know, that would be a that'd be a steady presence I want in my life. Uh, so I'm gonna go with Matt Lafleur. <laughs> that's a that sentence. Those last question. those last string of sentences were not anything that I ever thought I'd say. But I gotta go with my boy Lafleur. Uh, I might be a little biased, but if everything goes right for the Jets, they could be a sleeper team to maybe get a winning record or something. A lot has to go right. Like, the offense has to click together. All the rookies have to do well. Uh, Robert Sala has to, you know, adapt. But if everything goes right, this could be a really good team in 2021 and years to come. I mean, you can say that about any team. Yeah, Can't that's you? the way I feel about every <laughs> team. Uh, like, for instance, almost no team right now is thinking like we really have no shot to be good or we have no yeah. shot to make the playoffs. So when you're like evaluating teams for the upcoming year, at least the way that I look at it, you ask yourself how many different things do they need to break their way that are, you know, kind of questionable. Like for the Panthers, uh, they need their third round left tackle to come in and be good starting right away. That's a pretty big if. They need Sam Darnold to come and turn things around right away. That's a pretty big if. And when you start stacking up a bunch of those, you know, things that you need to break your way, uh, that should tell you that the team most likely uh, isn't going to get all those breaks and probably won't uh, be good. I don't think that, that you know, the Jets had a terrible offseason, even though I don't love the Wilson pick. Um, but I, I don't think they're going to have a winning record this year. I like the Jets in I it's it's Wilson is the biggest if in my opinion you know if he proves us th- us three wrong and he looks good um I do like the Jets ro- and that's just one if I I do like their wide receiving core I think Salah is okay um their schedule is not I didn't think it's the absolute hardest in the world although I did kind of be wrong about that I thought it was a little bit different but I still I don't know I feel like the Jets the the bones are there for a good team um if Zach Wilson is what he lives up to the hype that people have given him and he is kind of in that Aaron Rodgers mold I mean if that if breaks his way I do think like Quinnen Williams is pretty good and Marcus May and I do believe they're getting CJ Mosley back and I don't know I feel like 
their defense will be okay. And if Zach Wilson is good, I think their offense will be okay. So I, I do kind of agree with him where the Jets are kind of in a sneaky, like, you know, they were the second worst team in the league. And I, I think that there is kind of a sneaky good type of thing there if Zach Wilson is good. But the thing is, I don't particularly love Zach Wilson and I don't think he's very yeah. good. So I don't know. I, I, I do think that he is on the right track where their GM has made, like, I thought they destroyed the rest of the draft, had a really good one. And their defense wasn't even that ungodly horrible last year and it, they were really it, good up it, front yeah really good up front and now they have carl lawson and cj mosley's back and i don't know i i feel like he's not totally off base where the jets have like the most ifs in the league um but you are right that it's like every team it's, it's, every if everything works best exactly. the best case scenario for every team is playoffs like there's there's no team that even if everything breaks their way, they would still not even make a seven seed. Like you'd have to be pretty uniquely bad. Even the Texans, like who I think are probably the worst roster. Like if Davis Mills comes in and is like a rookie of the year candidate, I don't know, but yeah. I, I, yeah, I kind of have to roll with my original take. You could say that for literally every team in the league. Now, given, you know, like, okay, here's, here's an example. Last year, the Jets put together, like a whole new offensive line. I've talked about this a million times. I feel like I bring this up every episode. The Jets put together a brand new offensive line and literally every piece except for Becton flopped. Just horrible. So yeah, you can say, oh, well, we did this. We added this piece. There's no guarantee that breaks your way. And I, in fact, I would argue the odds are probably against you for them to break your way. What's up, Stay Hot Podcast? My TikTok is Saucy Fuego. My question today is not sports-related. <laughs> I want you to rank these oh three boy. fast food restaurants. In and out, five guys, and Shake Shack. Thank you. First of all, first of all, can we bleep his TikTok name? Dude tried to plug his TikTok. I'm not That's okay. <laughs> no, no, don't no, bleep I'm his name. You're, you're not I'm a man of your your DMs mess, are off. Mess, you're trying to censor oh people. God. Oh my God. You're against your you're you're not a man no, of the people. That's that's all kind of West Coast stuff, so I don't know if have you guys the had only In-N-Out one I've here? been I've I've had In and Out. In and Out's really good. It's the best fast food place I've ever had. Whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa! You haven't had Five Guys before? Oh, Five. Yeah, I've had, oh I've had Five Guys like once, but it's not as good as In and Out. What are you on? That's a ridiculously bad take. It's really In and Out is not that good. In and Out is I, I loved it. In and Out is cheap, it. but the okay, it's is, fast food. Fast food is supposed to be cheap. I know, but like. It is that's that's the thing that gives it an edge, but in terms of like pure taste and pure like how good the food is, In and Out is last on that list, in my opinion. But yes, but it's 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 the cheapest. I think it goes Shake Shack, In and Out, Five Guys. That I've never had Shake Shack, so I can't speak to that. Shake Shack grilled chicken is really good. I'd go Five Guys, In and Out. Uh, Shake Shack, and you do have to take into account price when you're talking. You do. About that's, why, that's, that's why. That's why. That's why McDonald's is eighth here, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, you can get four McChickens for four dollars. Hey, that's can I plug? Hey, Midwest. This is this is a Midwest thing. Culver's is better than all three of those places. Um, it is, and that's in anyone who grew that's, up in the heartland of America. I have my Wisconsin <laughs> poster behind me. I got to plug Culver's up there, man. <laughs> yeah, I got to plug Culver's. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but I'm not, I'm not a, like, yeah, you're right. But Culver's is better than all, but I think Shake Shack tastes the best and it's a pretty good price in and out tastes the worst, but it's the best price. 
And then Five Guys is too expensive. Five Guys is too expensive for fast food. I also feel like shit after I eat Five Guys, so... I mean, that's a lot of guys. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. Hey, yo, Spawn Hour. Your content is great and all on TikTok and crap like that. But let's cut to the chase. We want corn review, all right? It's been way too long. We just want corn review, all right? We, I don't care how many sacrifices you have to make. Make it happen. We want corn review. Or I'm going yeah, to sacrifice you, buddy. <laughs> desperate measures. Give us corn review, please. This and thank you very much and have a good day. I appreciate the <laughs> oh compliments. My I, I tweeted this out the other day. I don't know if uh, everybody saw it, but uh, I got asked for a corn review in real life. Shout out to these guys <laughs> if they happen to listen to the podcast. Um, but I was playing basketball with my friends and like the uh, there's uh, another group of guys and they yell over to me. <laughs> about a corn review so there really is no escaping it and the funny the funny part about the corn review is that they don't even do that well when i post them they do fine but it's not like they go out and get half a million views or something they, they get like six, sixty thousand views on my second account which is like you know it's decent but it's it, it's more about people asking me for corn reviews that makes corn reviews so great than it is the corn reviews themselves um as far as getting one though i'm i'm, I'm not sure when you got to do it. It's sweet corn season here pretty soon. Once once that hits, when corn on the cob is is in full swing, then you should do one there. Yeah, that's, that's, that's an avenue. That, a corn that's on an the avenue cob that review. you have not quite explored. You've done all the canned corn, but you know that's one idea. I think that you should do, and I think it would do well, especially if you if you let it wait till like the fourth of July when you know the, the corn season is in full swing. Then then it'll maybe all hope will be lost by then, unless you're listening to this podcast. And maybe people will start to give it up, and then you you revamp it, which I know is the opposite of what you want to do. But it would it would it would make people happy. Am I the only man of the people here? I, <laughs> no, no, I, I'm not going to take this. I am a man of the people. The joke <laughs> is that people ask me for the corn review, providing them makes no difference. I think it's funnier now that I'm like taking a break from <laughs> corn reviews because it makes it sound like I've retired from something so ridiculous. <laughs> I can see yeah, that, but I do think that you should give one on the on corn on the cob. And uh, all right, I'll maybe the best you could do the best ways to eat it vertically or horizontally. That could you know that <laughs> could maybe vertically. That's wait, a good wait, wait. One. Who eats corn on the cob vertically? I don't eat it in any particular pattern. I just take bites. Dude eats his. Corn it's really it really like down. the unhonest like not joking truth is that. I just don't have any like good ideas for a corn review to make it different or funny. So I haven't made one yet. When I get one, I'll probably make one. That's a good uh, but idea. we're going to have one more question here. And then I think that'll be it for us. Hey, what's up, Strayhawk guys? This is Devin from Cleveland. Just calling to see if Theo ever got that orange Josh Cribbs jersey, you know? Can't be the <laughs> only one left out, you know? Got to see that. Y'all got to YouTube now, you know? Got to see that. Now let us know. I do not have a Josh Cribbs jersey because at the moment I am not going to uh, buy a Josh Cribbs jersey because I don't have enough money to buy an authentic one. Maybe if you Venmo my Venmo uh, <laughs> or if the Browns are listening to this, send me the Josh Cribbs jersey. If I know Spawn Hour got sent a Lions jersey, so nothing is out of the question. Uh, but or if, if everyone Venmos me uh, at Theo hyphen ash i will buy a, i will use those funds and i promise i will buy a josh cribs jersey but um i i'm not buying one with my own money with my current i just bought a car so or i bought part of a car my 
I will. My parents bought most of it, but I fuck a part of a car, so <laughs> I, I cannot afford an authentic Josh Cribbs jersey at the moment. But uh, you know, if uh, I will, I will. You know, I'm not. A, you don't have to if you don't think it's funny. But you know, if anyone wants to pay for send one to me, I'll wear that proudly. But uh, I, I can't buy one at the moment. I can't. I, if, we get, if we get you an orange Josh Cribbs jersey, that'll be very special episode. We'll all wear a Josh Cribbs. Yeah, we could all wear a Josh Cribbs. And if I, I could get one from like a fake one from like China. Yeah. So <laughs> like that probably would be like what? 20, 30 bucks. So yeah. All right. Well, I think that does it here for this episode. I appreciate y'all tuning in. Uh, make sure to follow, uh, subscribe, rate us a five star. And if you give us a review, there's a chance that we might read it uh, on a podcast sometime soon. Uh, but I think that's it for me here. I'll see y'all later. Hey, good luck to your Hornets tonight, Matt. Appreciate it. <laughs>